Hi guys and welcome to episode 12 of Just Keep Swimming. I haven't recorded an episode for a little while um, and that's due to it being the summer holidays over here in the UK and I'm off work so I've just kind of been doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that, catching up with friends, um, spending some time with my partner and just having a little bit of me time as well. Um, and the reason for this episode um, is a bit of a random one because up until probably about two weeks ago, I think it was, um, I thought I was handling my grief quite well. Um, it's coming up to three years since losing my mum, which will be in October. Um, and I actually thought I was doing okay. Just plodding along, living life, getting on with stuff, having some routine. Um... And I thought I was doing really well and and then I got hit <laughs> by this grief nightmare and it was a bit of a wake-up call and it was a bit of a like a pick-me-up-and-shake-me moment where I realised that I actually wasn't okay um, and it was a really, really difficult few days Um so I'd been away on a little hen weekend, which was lovely. Um, and I don't know if it was because I was tired and exhausted, like mentally and physically drained. I don't know what it was, but the night of the Sunday night, I'd gone to sleep as normal because I was exhausted. And I'd woken up in floods of tears and I was hyperventilating and I couldn't catch my breath and I couldn't get my words out and it was such a strange experience and I hadn't had a grief nightmare like this for some time like I I think the last time I had something like this was in the first couple of weeks of mum passing away and yes I've dreamt of her and dreamt of other things and stuff but this was this was something completely different and I just couldn't get my head around it. So I'm going to talk you through it a little bit. Um, and I'll kind of tell you about some of the stuff that I've kind of read. Um, but yeah, so basically I was um, going to sleep on Sunday. Um, and in my nightmare, I was in like this weird little shopping centre. And I was trying to find my way out and I couldn't find my way out. Um, for whatever reason. And those of you that know me in my directions and my navigation skills are terrible. So I was trying to find my way out of this little shopping centre and I couldn't. And in that, whilst that was going on, whilst I was trying to get out, I either had like a, a message on my phone or a voice note or something where the doctor had just told me that my mum had died. Um, and nobody was with her. Um, which is why the doctor had messaged rather than anybody else. Nobody was with her and obviously immediate panic because I was like, oh my God, I'm in this shopping centre. I can't find my way out. I can't get in touch with anybody. I need to do something. I was trying to ring both my brothers. Nobody was answering. Couldn't find my way out. And I was just like in this weird state where I just couldn't figure anything out. I think I'd spoken to one of my friends on the phone and she said she'll be on her way. And I said, look, it's too late. Mum's 
gone. Like, you can't, there's, you know, she's not going to make it. Um, gosh, even talking about it right now is, like, getting me into a bit of a panic. <laughs> I can feel my heart, like, beating really, really fast. Um, anyway, I was trying to ring both my brothers. Nobody was answering. And then I must have been crying in my nightmare because I then woke myself up crying. And then my partner next to me was like, what's going on? Are you okay? Like trying to like comfort me. And I couldn't, I couldn't get my words out. My tears were just streaming down my face. Like I was a mess. I was a complete and utter mess. I couldn't, I couldn't speak. And he was asking me like, what's going on? Like, are you okay? And I think I was just trying to tell him bits, but the words just weren't coming out and nothing was really making any sense. Um, but it was like utter state of panic, like it was some huge traumatic experience that I, like I couldn't make sense of, and obviously I was still kind of like in, in and out of like whatever was going on, and um, eventually like calmed myself down, had a bit of water, tried to compose myself a little bit, told my partner kind of what I was dreaming about. Um, and said, look, you know, mum died on her own, nobody was with her, like, you know, it's shit, like, I can't, I can't explain it, and he just looked at me and, like, spoke to me and tried to comfort me, and he was like, look, we were all there, you know, she wasn't on her own, you were there, like, holding a hand and stuff, and I was, I was holding her hand, I was stroking her face when... All of that was going on. But in my dream, my nightmare, she was on her own. And that, like, was really hard to, like, take. And, you know, and I didn't want to, like, panic anybody else. But my brother that I was trying to call, um, he lives in the Caribbean. I kind of mentioned him briefly in my other podcast. Um, I couldn't get through to him. And I don't know if it was linked or I don't know what had happened. But basically I couldn't get through to him and that's what was panicking me even more. Um, so I was trying to phone him in my nightmare and obviously there was just nothing was going through or he was like not answering my calls or whatever it was. So obviously once I'd calmed down a little bit, I I needed to phone him to kind of just, I don't know if it was to, to check if he was okay or what, but. I, I just felt like I needed to phone him and it was like two o'clock in the morning here it was eight o'clock in the evening there so he was still you know up and about and I and I texted him I think and then I phoned him and obviously there was then like blurting out what happened and told him what happened and stuff um and obviously it wasn't real and it just felt like it was happening at that time and I couldn't make sense of it it was really really strange um you know he'd calm me down a little bit as well and then eventually I just kind of like you know once I'd calmed down lay back down and eventually I fell back asleep um yeah but I woke up the next morning and I was obviously very still I was quite groggy I was like really like shattered exhausted just like couldn't do anything didn't want to move and I'd actually had made plans with one of my friends to go and see her. So I cancelled those. Um, 
and I just said, look, I can't make it. And it literally ruined the whole day and the day after where I think the first day I was just like, I just randomly would just cry. And it's because the nightmare felt so real and I was trying to make sense of if it's connected in some way or if it was like a hidden message or something and I just couldn't make sense of it. I still couldn't make sense of it. Um, But it did ruin my day and one of the hardest things was that I couldn't look at pictures of my mum. And that's something that I find comfort. I find comfort in that. I find comfort in looking at photos of her. Like there's loads of photos of her across, you know, in our house. Um, She's like my screensaver on my phone. You know, there's photos of her everywhere. And I just couldn't, I couldn't look at her. I couldn't look at her. And it was really horrible because I was like, gosh, is this going to be a thing now where I can't look at photos of my mum? Is this is is this like a part of this grief journey? I don't know, but I found it really difficult. And that those first two days, I found it really hard to just kind of even look up at pictures of her that we've got on the wall. Um, I, I've gotten over that, thank God. I've gotten over that, and you know, I do, I do. I look at pictures of her now and stuff, and it's fine. But it's just weird how hard something like that can hit you, and how much it can affect you and I think unless you've been through something like that where you have lost someone so close to then explain to somebody that you can't make you know the plans or you can't do the things that we would you you would normally do because you've had a nightmare you feel a little bit stupid I felt a little bit stupid I felt a bit like oh what a silly reason for me not to go and see my friend but it was valid because I was in such a state I couldn't I wouldn't have been great company I wouldn't have been you know any kind of person to want to be around um thankfully I have great friends where they're you know they're very understanding and stuff and it was fine but you know thinking back now like I still think it was a really silly reason but it's not it's not a silly reason because it's something that I experienced and like ruined those couple of days for me where it really affected me and to have not had like a nightmare like that in such a long time and then to wake up in a panic the way I did um it was it was quite frightening I think and I think my partner was a little bit like shaken up by it don't think he you know appreciated being woken up at two o'clock in the morning but you know it was a It was a bit of a frightening experience. So I've kind of like been looking at like, I've been trying to find people like online and stuff or like looking at blogs and things like that. And, you know, they, they, like the things that I've read, have like said that it's like a common thing. A grief nightmare is like a common thing after losing someone you love. Um, Basically they say, especially if you've witnessed something traumatic, no, I don't think I witnessed anything traumatic, but it was a form of trauma. Like, you know, mum, I think, died peacefully to a certain extent. But I don't I don't know if it was linked to those act the actual day. I don't know. Um other things that I've read where it says our brainstorm memories of trauma in different ways to like normal memories. Um again 
traumatic experience. Yes, it was. Um, and still dealing with it now. Um, another thing that came up was um, suffering with PTSD. Um, if the loss was tragic or unexpected. And that kind of hit home a little bit because mum's death was unexpected. Like, we had like a day's notice of her, you know, that that was it. She hasn't got long left. And then within 18 hours, she was gone. Like, that is unexpected. I didn't get to speak to her. didn't get to talk to her. There was no communication. There was, like, nothing. Like, she was, just wasn't there. And that's something that I still struggle to deal with because I didn't get to, you know, you kind of, you know, sometimes you get a message of, you know, we're going to offer her. Your mum or dad palliative care, we're going to look after her, you know, she's only got a few days left or or they've only got this amount of time left and you kind of build yourself up to kind of maybe share certain things or talk about certain things that you want to and I never had that chance to do that, never had that chance to speak to her and maybe ask her those things that I've been wanting to ask her or say the things that I wanted to say to her because there was no time because she wasn't, she wasn't there you know, as much as I believe that she was listening and the things that I was saying she heard, she couldn't communicate back to me. Um, but, yeah, the, I, I just wanted to kind of, like, touch base with you guys and just say, like, as much as you think that you're feeling okay or something's going okay, you know, you just get hit with a ton of bricks um, and you just get knocked back. And that's exactly what happened to me. I got knocked back and I had to take a breath. I had to stop, you know. Um, and thank God I wasn't going to work the next day. But I think if I was going to work the next day, I would have called in sick to say that I can't make it because I wasn't in any... Um, I wasn't in an okay state to kind of be around people and do my job and things. And I think people don't ever fully understand the trauma and stuff of what someone's gone through when you do lose someone you love. Um, you don't know what they're going through and you don't know, you know, how to deal with things. And again, this is one of the reasons why I'm doing my podcast is to share my experiences and to, you know, share with people that either may be experiencing it or have experienced it a few years ago or have never experienced it just to kind of, share different journeys so people understand different journeys because you know the few podcasts I've listened to link to grief you know some of them are quite comedic <laughs> and they're great and they're great to listen to and stuff um and I will share some of my podcast recommendations on my Instagram page um in the coming few weeks something that I really want to do um but yeah, I just wanted to share my experience to kind of say that, you know what, everyone goes through things differently and everyone thinks that they're doing okay and then suddenly you're not and it's okay to take a break and it's okay to take a breath and it's okay to stop and it's okay to just kind of like just reflect a little bit, I think, and that's what I kind of did and I realised that I'm not okay as I, I'm not as okay as I thought I was and that's fine. Um, yeah, I'm going to leave you on that note. Thanks again for listening. Um, lots of love to you guys. Lots of light. Um, look after yourselves. 
Take care and I'll see you guys next episode. Bye.